0: we live in an incredible time uh, of history Uh, like Sharon and I have these little chats we're away all the time going I wonder what God's going to do next because we can feel the tension we can feel something moving forward something's happening good and bad and we we just go when's he's going to strike when's God going to do the big thing I'm excited I'm waiting for the big thing to happen because I know in an instance God can change everything because that's who God is in some um 33 verse 12 it says blessed is the nations whose god is jehovah the people who he has chosen for his inheritance blessed is the nation whose god is jehovah i want to say this morning we have seen the results of nations falling because jehovah the god of the universe is not their god whenever a nation turns their back on god things change drastically. The blessings flow when God is alive in in our nation. And we've seen that within our nation here Australia, the decay that's taken place. When you get the bad governments in, everything goes downhill. Let's put it nicely, downhill. And um, we need to understand that it's people like you and I, we need to rise up in this time and bring back the connection with God for our nation, to pray for our nation. Let's change things. We don't accept things as they are. You know, when you look at our nation, how it's drastically changed. I remember uh, Lyle Shelton said, you watch what will happen as soon as the uh, same-sex marriage debate uh, happens and it gets in. Everything will start decaying. And we've seen that massive decay. You know, uh, we've seen the attacks of abortion, the gender confusion, euthanasia, you name it everything's been unleashed because we do not have a government that is godly using godly principles that's why we need to pray for our government uh that god's will be done yeah we say that that your will be done it's got to be done in this place because we're going to see all downhill over time you see the difference of the nations those that believed in god and gave their life to god opposed to those that don't america has really flourished in the past because they're a nation under god they would speak the word of god and they're still remnant they're still doing that but unfortunately there's been a takeover taking place which is bringing it down and you're seeing the collapse going on in america but god's not finished with them yet i can tell you so don't think he's finished with america as he hasn't finished with australia either i tell you uh you're seeing some turbulence sharon spoke about that on the plane we hit some turbulence and sometimes there's those moments in time where you hit that turbulence and your mind can go to one place or another. We're going to die as like Sharon felt like when she was on the plane, I felt, you know, I could feel it. Every time there's a bump, there's nails dug in <laughs> and I go, okay. And then, and i am just listening to a podcast. So I'm just cool as you know, as I go, going, you know, yeah, you get thrown around a bit. And, uh, and she's looking at me. Oh, stop. What now? <laughs> Why, 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 how long is this going to go for? I don't know. I'm not the pilot. Uh Is it, uh, why is it doing this? And all, I don't know. I'm not the pilot. <laughs> don't worry, it's all good. Because when we go into those scary places, Sharon said we we can go into a different mindset. Even on the little boat, she was talking about. She wasn't talking about the main boat, by the way. She was talking about the what we call the tender. That's the little boat that takes you from the main boat to the shore. That's the rough ride we had on that, not on the big one. And uh, it was just the difference of a. Reactions to hitting these waves because we were flying across these waves. Boom, boom. I left the seat several times. I thought I was going to get chucked out. And uh, and there's a look at my daughter, as Sharon said, Mariah, she's sitting there, just like this peaceful place. I said, You look, and she's sitting in water because we had these big waves, whoosh, right under. We're totally saturated. We're flying along cold wind. It was uh, was a bad experience. But she goes, I just go to my happy place. where I'm just going to, yeah, bring it on, because <laughs> I'm actually going, take that, take that. <laughs> just how We all have different reactions, because uh, we're all uniquely different, but the thing is, God treats us all the same, if we will stay under His uh, rule and His commandments, and that's what we're getting to today. I want to talk a bit about that and uh, uh, from uh, Deuteronomy, we're going to go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through to 6. And uh, I'm just going to clean my glasses. It's not very good. <laughs> Even with the big letters, it's still a bit, yeah. Okay, let's have a look here. So if you've got Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, this is a carry-on from Moses just been talking in the previous chapters about the law and uh, the advantages of the law and the disadvantages of disobeying, you know, through curses and things like that. And then he says here, And it will be, if you shall listen carefully to the voice of Jehovah your God, to so observe and do all his commandments which I command you today, Jehovah your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you, if you will listen to the wo- voice of Jehovah your God. You shall be blessed in the city and be blessed in the field. The fruit of your body shall be blessed and the fruit of your ground shall And the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your cows, the flocks of your sheep, your basket and your uh, store shall be blessed. You shall be blessed when you come in and you shall be blessed when you come out. There's a whole lot of blessings going on in that verse, I can tell you. And it continues on because that is a life God wants for you, is a blessed life. He never made you to suffer. He never wants you to go, right, I'm going to make this creation. I'm going to make them pay for it. You know, he's not like that. God is a God of love, so he cares about each one of you. And it's about us aligning with him. But I'm just going to pray before we get started here this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, for your truth. And we thank you, God, you do care for us. And God, that you do want us to live that blessed life you called us to. But Father, we realize that it requires on our behalf to align ourselves with your word and your truth. And so, Father, this morning as I uh, speak the word, I pray, Oh God, that it will touch lives here, that God, your word does not return void. And I pray, pray that we will act on it. God, we're not just say, well, that was good, but we'll actually do something with it. So, Father, I pray you come speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. And the people said, Amen. So I want to give you three key things from this verse about being blessed of God, because there's three things that it mentions just in the opening verse there in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. But I want to start with this saying that, you know, we have different understandings and thoughts about the whole blessing because I get people going, you know, even like, you know, we we got mightily blessed on this trip. And uh, some people go, oh, yeah, it never happens to me. Yeah, it wasn't God bless me. Well, firstly, don't go to that place for a start because we can all do that. Always somebody has an experience we don't have. But be grateful for what you have. There's too many people in our life that sees the glass half full or half empty, you know, see it half empty, where you should be seeing at half, everything should be a bonus in life. When you see something, you become thankful for it. You just thank God. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you. Stop comparing with somebody else of what they have. Stop that comparison. Stop that jealousy. Sharon was only saying this morning, a lot of prophetic voices talking about a spirit of jealousy coming upon people, even in the Christian realm, where pastors are jealous of another pastor, and, and all this sort of stuff. And uh, we, we don't need to go to that. We just say, thank you, God. Be content with what God has given you. Be content. Say, thank you, God. That's great. You know, just thank you. Because he loves it when you thank him even in the small things. You know, it's, and there are small things that happen we sometimes miss. Yeah, you know, we often say about the car park situation. You know, we go to a full car park and it's like, ah, oh, just say, God, thank you. That we all, you know, our whole family will go, thank you, Jesus, for the car park we're about to receive. <laughs> and i just try oh there's one there you know it's like and uh you know and i've had many of those instances uh over time and it's quite amazing what god will do but when we look at this verse here it's, it starts off it says it will be if you now everyone looks blessed the god oh god you why aren't you doing this god why are you? hang on there's something that depends upon you it says here it will be if you shall listen carefully to the voice of jehovah If you, see, we want God to do everything, but we're not playing our part. So Moses says here, it will be if you shall listen carefully to the voice of Jehovah, your God. So how much time do we ever spend listening to God? You know, if you want to activate the blessings, you have to be in alignment with God and what his word says. It depends on you to activate the blessing, not God. We're just sitting there waiting for God to bless us, but God goes, well, I can't bless you until you're in alignment with me. I'm not going to bless you if you're doing all this crazy, wrong stuff. And some people think that. They think, oh, well, I attend church, so God, you should bless me. Well, that's good you attend church, but what are do you doing outside church? You know, a lot of people live a different lifestyle out of church, I've found. And we were just hearing some stories from friends yesterday about some people they've met that were at church and just didn't live a godly lifestyle outside. So you can all come here and, and uh, pretend, but we're not called to pretend. We're called to be, and uh, and that's the difference. So stop waiting for, you know, like, God, you disappoint me because you haven't done this yet. Well, who's God? He's God. You're not. So stop telling him what he should be doing. <laughs> you know, too many people do that. God, you should do this. God, you should do that. God, you know, why aren't you doing this? Why are you... And he's, all the time he's going, Well, if you do what I've asked you to do, then you'll start to see the fruit of those things. You know, uh, and blessing is not just a word. It's like, you know, when we sneeze, what do we say? I go, chew, and you go, bless you. Now, that's just a word. That doesn't change anything. It didn't really help you much. Uh, it didn't produce suddenly a handkerchief for you or something. Uh, but blessings mean in the word of God so much more. When we bless someone, we're asking God to bless them. There's some uh, materialistic—sorry, not materialistic—something needs to manifest for that thing, for that goodness to happen. I remember being in Singapore uh, in 2001, and uh, I was taken to a church there, which I preached on the Sunday. The pastor was telling me about the blessings of God. had blessed him with this building and all this, and uh, he said, "You know, we've got this massive tree outside, and uh, this tree is a mango tree." And he said, "But..." What we got here was not producing anything. And uh, so we go, we can just go let that happen. You know, this big tree, sit there and, and not produce fruit. No, we're going to go out and lay hands on and bless the thing. So it's bless the tree, God, we bless it. We believe it will produce fruit. You're going to bless us as we lay hands on and believe for a breakthrough. And sure enough, th- th- as the season turned, suddenly these little things start budding. And he reckons they had over 300 mangoes on that tree. Were able to feed the whole neighborhood with these mangoes everyone was fed up with the mangoes I think after a while but uh, but that's what I mean there can be a change something that has to manifest to be blessed you know it could have been just words bless us and nothing changes but God always manifests something in a blessing for you and I <clears throat> so it will be if you shall listen carefully to the voice of Jehovah your God yeah you know, sometimes we're not so good at listening are we Oh, you admitted to it, finally. <laughs> and my wife just said, yeah. <laughs> That's a little joke we have, you know, like, you were listening. Did you hear everything? I said, you know, wives uh, uh, you know, are, are good at listening. And us guys, we, we're selective, aren't we, guys? We're a bit selective, you know. My wife loves to start talking. I go, mm, mm-hmm, watching TV. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you listening to me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what did I say? They hate it when they give you the test. What did I just say? Oh, you just said some things. <laughs> yeah, but like what? Well, give us a clue, and I'll, I'll just remind me yeah, <laughs> what I said, because we can have selective hearing. You know, we we go okay, okay. I think it's because of the nature of the difference between male and female. Females generally love to have a lot of information. Guys are just headlines. Okay, so. I remember going to a wedding one time. Sharon was unable to go. She said, well, tell me all about it when you get back. Yeah, yeah, take notes of how things are. I come back from the wedding. She goes, so how was it? I said, yeah, it's good. What's good mean? You know, like, oh, yeah, it went well. And what do you want me to say? She goes, well, what were the bridesmaids wearing? What were the dresses like? What color were they? I don't remember. What about the bride's dress? I oh, was, uh, I've got that one, as a white one. Uh, yeah, the dress is white. <laughs> she goes, yeah, but what style? I, said, I don't know, wedding dress style. I don't know, <laughs> what the hell does that look like? I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't take uh, detail that she required. And, and that's the difference between male and female there, you know, where that was enough information for me. It was white dress and uh, yeah, that, that's how we are. But the word here in, in the uh, Hebrew, Is the word uh, shama, and it means to hear intelligently. So we can listen, but not hear. But here it's actually saying, listen intelligently. You're really, listen to what is being spoken by God, listen to what he is saying. And, uh, you know, we need to spend that time listening, paying attention, you know, being obedient to his word. Um, Sometimes we're in too much of a rush you know, to stop and listen because we're impatient, aren't we? We're living in a world where we just drive up to a window and we get our Maccas or whatever. And Not that I would eat that stuff, but um, Hungry Jacks, possibly. But, uh, uh, you know, we just want it all to be there. In fact, we get frustrated. I, I was like a Porto's and uh, waiting is just like, oh, I'll go in there and then do it myself. That's what you feel like sometimes. You feel like I'll just, just jump the counter. I'll make it myself, you know? And uh, we get very impatient. But that's the problem. When we get impatient, we miss what God is trying to say to us. Because He wants to talk. He says, sit down. Just wait. And we wait two seconds and go like, oh, God's got nothing to say. I'm off. And we miss it, what He wants to say. He wants to speak to you. But you got to get into that place of just chilling out. Just say, here I am, God. Here I am. Turn off distractions. Turn off the, uh, the TV. Turn off, you know, just... I I often, you know, I used to go out a lot into the country and just go on some side road that nobody ever travels just to find that quiet so I could hear God because in my household I I hear all my girls all the time but uh I, I need just to hear the quiet because I get easily distracted with noises. Sharon says, "Oh, you got you're like a kid with HD, ADHD or whatever it is." And, uh, and I said, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" <laughs> and <laughs> and uh so I have to have no distractions because if I'm in the house even and it's quiet and there's will some noise, ding my attention straight over there. What's going on over there? I've got to go have a look, you know, same with the church. So we've actually come to a decision. That I have to stay home when I'm preparing my sermon, because if I come to church and somebody comes in, I've got to go say hello <laughs> and then I forget where I'm at. So I have a short attention span in that sense. So I've got to find the right place. Of course, I did find the right place one day and it was great. It was just looking over the fields, nice and green, just there, relaxing, sensing God. And all of a sudden, I sensed something else. I thought, what is this? I look in my vision mirror, there's a police car behind me. I go, <laughs> they had a report. Somebody had seen my car parked on this road and thought it looked suspicious. So they rang out the police and, uh, and they came out and it was, it was a funny conversation because uh, I got out of my car and I said, oh, can I help you? He said, yeah, well, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. I said, I'm just spending some time with God and I'm just preparing a message. Oh yeah, can I see your license? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't believe anything. And then, okay, they let me go. But um, you got to learn to find that place wherever that is, whatever time that is, because we're all different. Some people are morning people. Some people are night people. Some people during the day, you've got to find that time to listen to God because you'll miss the important part. Um, And uh, sometimes we don't want to hear what God has to say. That's why we don't spend time because we already know the answer. uh, I know what God's going to say. uh, I'll pretend I don't know. I'm not hearing. uh, we, We can be like that with God. And I'm telling you this morning, if something, the word of God starts agitating you, making you annoyed, you really need to listen to that because it's something God wants you to work on. People do get agitated or they don't want to hear. Uh, and uh, I just thinking of Sharona's uh, message last week, I said, that's, that's a good key test about giving. Oh, I like the Bible, but I don't like that part where it says we have to give. And, and people shut down. They just don't want to hear it. They get agitated. I've heard, I've seen people like, oh, no, they don't have my money. They don't have my money. Church just wants our money. And, and, and we don't want your money. God wants it because he, he knows it's attached to your heart. And where your heart is, there is, you know, So you need to actually go to that place of surrendering everything. If you want a blessed life, you've got to do it the God's way, not your way. You remember, you're not God, you know. And and God is God, and He's got all worked out. So we need to listen to what He has to say in those things. So if you are agitated about anything, even I say, like, go go to God. Say, okay, God, I need to repent of this. I need to change my thinking. Renew the mind, it says. Uh, You know, and, and. that's the place where it becomes uncomfortable. It's like a chiropractor. You know where the chiropractor is going? You know, what does the chiropractor have to say? Does it hurt here? <laughs> yes, it does hurt here. That's what I was telling you. It hurts. But they have to prove the point. It's actually hurting there yeah, by pushing in. When, when you get that spot, you find that spot. That's the part he's going to adjust to fix that problem. If you're not allowing God to adjust you, you're never going to fix the problem. And you'll be one of these, scrunch- I've seen disgruntled Christians. God doesn't bless me. God doesn't do this. God doesn't do that. And i go, well, are you actually living in alignment with him? Or are you out of alignment with him? We need to stop and listen. And uh, otherwise we'll end up making the wrong decisions. How many people do that? Some people, you know, you can have those thoughts inside. You know, those moments where you're on your own, you're just thinking about things, you know. Uh, Cheryl often come in and go, what are you thinking about? Oh, nothing, you know, just in that sort of place. Uh, but there's things we work through and there's things that we want. And sometimes the things we want is so strong on the inside that we can confuse that kind of feel, that voice, as being God. I've seen many people do that. They say, oh, God's told me to do this. I said, no, he hasn't. I just felt straight away because you give it and you know, you know and you go, no, that's not right, that's not right. You want to do that. Oh, no, but, you know, I've been praying about it. Yeah, what's your prayers been? Your prayers, is it been a prayer of surrender, God, your will be done? Or is it like, God, my will be done? You know, and uh, there's a difference there. So we need to d- determine what that voice is. You know, what, and it starts with disobedience, listen to God, surrendering all. You know, I've, I learned that as a young Christian to listen to God and just do what he says. And I said, God, I'll do whatever you say. You know, so I, I was very black and white as a young Christian. You know, you can get those sort of, yeah, you, you adjust a little bit as you get older, but when I started first going out with Sharon, you know, after a while I, I was questioning i go, you know, it was going well, there was no problems there, but I was just going, is this a God thing? Yeah, you because know, I, I was a young Christian, or is this a trick of the devil? You know, I was going to go to crazy places. So, <laughs> he's setting me up for failure. Or is he, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I started praying about this, and, and I just listened to God, listening to God, you know, because I, I want to hear this is right. And, and, uh, and, Things progressed, and, and, and I sort of felt like, hey, I've got to make a decision. We've been going out probably a year or so. And, um, and I go, I've got to know this is right because this is ridiculous because I know it all la- ends up in marriage and stuff, and I don't know if that's right and whatever. And I remember being in the car, and I, and I said to God, I don't know. You know, Unless you give me peace right now about this, I'm not, I'm not actually going to go out with her anymore. I'm going to call it off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that, even though we were great friends. And I, was just, I, I was just black and white. Unless it is, you know, it's black or white. If I don't feel peace right now, and i was put that out to God, like right now, uh, then tonight, because we will going out on this dinner date thing, and it's uh, it's quite an expensive restaurant, and I'm going, when I go tonight, <laughs> when I go tonight, I'm either going to call it off with her at this fancy restaurant, or I'm actually going to ask her to marry me. And uh, so it was like one or the other, that's how it was. And uh, so God came through in that moment in that car, I just felt this overwhelming peace and blessing about it and almost like a rebuttal, like a kick up the backside saying, you fool, <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> but uh, so went through it and of course, uh, happy end the story here, but, um, but it's willing to give up everything to hear and be obedient to the word of God. That's where the blessings flow. Are you willing to give up everything in obedience of God to hear and be blessed by Him? Because some people are not. You not. Know, people go, no, I'll do it my way. Some of us are control freaks. So, you know, they hear sermons like, give the steering wheel over to God. They go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But they are still got to have one hand on there, you know. They just want to have some control. But when you surrender to God, you say, God, here I am. It's all yours. And when you do that, then you'll start to align with God and you'll see what God's purpose is is for you and how he will bless you out of that. So we've got to learn, first of all, to listen to the voice of God and not your own voice, not the, the world's voice, not even people's voices. Some people give some bad advice, you know, in church life, you know, and they try to make themselves spiritual by even sometimes, oh, I feel God's saying this to you, brother. You know, they put in the, Brother, (laughs) thus sayeth the Lord. You know, they try to make it sound very spiritual, but there's no depth to all or anything. And uh, they do look disappointed, you know, when I get those moments and I go, don't think that's God. (laughs) Oh, I thought I'd put on a good theatrical uh, experience there. But um, we need to actually hear God's words not what people think God says you know like I'm, I'm always very wary about when people say God said to me God said and I go was that God or was that you you know and um you need to just be very careful with that it's okay I always play safe I said look I've got the sense of feeling perhaps God is saying this you know, unless I get a really strong word from God i would just say I've got the sense I feel God's might be encouraging to do this or whatever that's the safety. But when you as soon as you say God, you're actually making a statement for God. And you've got to be very careful that you're not out of line with that. Okay, so secondly, so firstly, we've got to hear from God. Then it says in this verse, it goes on, and it will be if you shall listen carefully to the voice of Jehovah God, it says to observe. Now, observe is a very interesting word um, in the Hebrew. Uh, observe comes from the word shamar, uh, which means to take heed, pay attention, take notice of. See, sometimes we don't take notice of the things of God. We just brush over them. Now, I don't think that would go too well for a brain surgeon to l- listen to instruction on how to do a brain operation but not watch what's going on. Uh, I don't think you'd trust him to operate on you, and I certainly wouldn't. So we need to pay attention, the word means. So to observe, to pay attention to to God, the things of God, I pay that attention that is due to him. Um... There would be not much purpose at all. If you just listen without observing, then you're not really getting the full deal. It's not going to work properly anyway. And then thirdly, we got uh, blessed life comes from obeying his commandments. Thirdly, it says to observe and to do all his commandments. You notice you can underline the word all. See, some people think it's optional. I can do some of his commandments, the ones I like. The other ones, nah, I'll leave that. That's okay. It's optional, isn't it? No, the word here says all. It doesn't say some or the ones that you like. It actually says all, and this is what I find quite often in the Christian's world: is that they are doing a lot of the commandments, living pretty good, but there's things that they're not doing, but they hide that and pretend it doesn't exist. Because I'm, I'm full, and they're wondering why their life is not being blessed. They're wondering why things are not changing. Why is things falling apart? Because they're not following the simple instructions of God. Just to follow his commandments which I command you today. So you can expect to be blessed if you you can, sorry you can't expect to be blessed if you're disobeying God. So if you're not abiding by his commandments and you're asking for a blessing, well God just closes ears to that. He says, get yourself in alignment, follow my commandments, and I can act on that. Proverbs 10.6 says, blessings are upon the head of the just, the just in God, the believers, uh, the blessings are upon your head. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessings." You know, and uh, we've seen those blessings time and time again. Jesus put it this way, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. And in Deuteronomy 28.13, this position of obeying the commandments brings you to being the head and not the towel. It says, And Jehovah shall make you the head and not the towel, and you shall be always above and not below, beneath, if you listen to the commandments of Jehovah your God, which I command you today to observe and to do them. The blessings of God will raise you from a beneath to above, head and not the tail. There's a change in place happens when you apply the word of God. Too many Christians are acting, you know, sorry for themselves and acting like they're the tailbone, and they're called to be the head. They're called to rise up to the blessings of God. And finally, the, uh, you know, the, well, second, not quite finally, the blessings aren't just for you. The blessings are to be passed on. Genesis 12, 2 with Abraham, it says, And I will make you a great nation, God said to Abraham, and I will bless you and make you you a great you, your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So you are blessed to be a blessing. You know, so don't just hold it like a hoarder. Like some some people just... Oh, God just blessed me. And they hold on to it. And that's usually kind of the blessing ends in because God wants you to release that blessing. Someone else is blessed. And like with this trip we just went on uh, two weeks earlier, I'd been in, we were at this 10 year celebration of a friend of ours that owns a winery. And he said, Look, we were giving out tickets, just a door prize thing. There's no cost. He just gave you a ticket. Oh, okay, thanks. And he said, We're giving out some prizes tonight. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting there like, oh, this would be fun. There's a lot of people there. You know, they're all getting excited and looking at their tickets. And <laughs> and it's just really weird. I'm just standing there and God goes, you're about to get a blessing. You're about to get something here. And I go, oh, what? And like, and then the second prize came out was a, a couple hundred dollars or something, rather some accommodation thing. And they call out my number. And I was where they're like, yeah, thanks, God. <laughs> But, you know, and that was a blessing. So that said, we go, this is great. This is great. And then we went up, you know, to the conference thing. And on the way back, I got this phone call about another blessing, about a, a boat trip. So straight away, we both felt the same thing. We said, well, we, we, we're, a, we're blessed to be a blessing. So we gave that first one away, not the second one. <laughs> and, uh, and we could have kept that too. We could have said, well, let's go somewhere else. Let's go on another holiday. No, we gave it away because we believe that's the principle of God is to bless others. If you've got an abundance, you give to others. It's like, I think an example, someone gave a, you know, if you have a light, nice swim pool and you're there wanting to swim in it, it's not really a blessing to anyone else. Invite others in, you know, uh, to experience that. So we are made to be a blessing. The blessed life is about that. God, as you align with God, you're being blessed by him. Then you can release those blessings to others. And, uh, you know, I, I did this with the guys in the cafe here. I go down the rodeo, I go see a North Prime. You know, I just blessed them with a fridge because they were struggling. They didn't have enough storage. I said, Well, here's a fridge. And they go, Wow, what? You know, it's like, Why would you do this? Well, we're blessed, you know, we're blessing you now. Can you imagine if everybody did that? It's like that uh, McDonald's thing that happened years ago where somebody came to the window and said, Hey, I want to pay for the car behind me. And they go, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's their bill? Uh, here, I'll pay for it. Of course, the next car drives up, pulling out of the wallet, ready to pay. I so, oh, I've already been paid. And he, I go, oh, by who? Oh, the guy in front. He didn't even know who he was. And he goes, all right, I want to do the same. What? I want to pay for the one behind. This went off for two hours in Sydney. People were just paying for the person behind them. The blessings just kept flowing. You know, it's such a great thing. And it, and, it, and it makes you feel good, too, when you've been blessed. I was in a coffee shop, and I just uh, walked up, and I said, I oh, look uh, just like a you know coffee and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, all right. And she comes back. Oh, there's your coffee. I said, Thanks. Right. And I got my card out. She goes, Oh, you can put that away. And I said, Why is that? And she goes, The lady just here before, she's paid for it. I, oh, I didn't know who she was. So I just saw the back of a lady walking away in, in the crowd. Well, wow, that's nice, isn't it? So God will bless you if you become a blessing. So as a church, we should be a blessing. We're a blessing to many people. We're a blessing to youth. Uh, the guys are doing an incredible job out there, with the youth, some of the kids they come from, uh, very broken homes, but blessing those guys, women, domestic violence, it goes on and on and on. And that's even why we take up every year, uh, which is coming to the end of this month, is our vision builders. Our vision builders is about growing our ministry so we can bless more people. And at the end of this month, we will actually be taking up a special offering for that, which we do every year. So we can have funds to send over. We send over funds to uh, our church in Yangon in Myanmar, blessing them because they have no income whatsoever. Uh, without us, so we we help them. We bless as much as we can, but we can only bless as much as what is given. And that's we got to understand. Let's let's get off this mindset about mine, mine, mine. That's that's a selfish nature. It's like what can, how can I help someone? I love giving away. I said I could never be a millionaire because if I was given a million dollars, it'd be gone tomorrow. Not not on the pokey machines. It'd actually be in given to people that are in need because I just love that. That's the reward for me. To be able to bless someone is a reward. It makes you feel like, wow, I've achieved something. But you know, this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 28, right through it talks about, you know, God will bless you in this, God will bless you and that. He lays it all out for you, right? So you can get it pretty clear if you, you, you've got to meditate on that and read it. But you know what? Then Moses changes in the next passage. He now tells you what will happen if you don't get this blessing and you don't live that way. So I just want to finish on this because. There's always a balance. You have two choices. You can live a blessed life or a disastrous life. A uh, cursed life, as Moses puts here. It says in Deuteronomy 28, 15, And it shall be, this is just him after to finish, you will be blessed here, blessed here, you will be the head, the t- uh, not the tail. And then he goes on to say, And it shall be, if you will not listen to the voice of Jehovah your God, to observe and do all his commandments, and his statutes which I command you today, all these curses shall come on you and overtake you. You shall be cursed in the city, cursed in the field. Your basket and your uh, store shall be cursed. It's the reverse of what he just said before, all the blessings. The fruit of your body shall be cursed, and the fruit of your land, the increase of the cows and the flocks of your sheep. You shall be cursed when you come in, and you curse when you go out. Jehovah shall stand on, on you, cursing, vexation and rebuke. In all that you set your hand to, until you are destroyed, until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings by which you have forsaken me. You have a choice. So, if you're not living a blessed life, now I don't mean when people get misunderstood, a misunderstanding of blessed life it doesn't mean everything goes, wow, well. it's all, you know, like everything's just perfect every day. Yeah, you'll go through some difficult moments because we're living in a fallen world. That's part of the deal. But regardless of your nation being blessed, you can still individually be blessed. You know, like I started off with a sermon about the nation being blessed, that whose God is Jehovah. Well, individually, if your God is Jehovah, Jehovah is the uh, Jewish word for God that's used. Uh, if you will obey him, his commandments, listen and observe, then you'll be blessed. But if you don't, he says this is the natural occurrence of not obeying God. These things will happen. They don't happen by chance, it's by choice. You have a choice before you today blessings or curses. That was given to Abraham I will bless you, and I bless those. Uh, blessings will come through, but I will curse those that curse you. So there's one no. or the other. And we got to position ourselves. So if we want to blessed life, we got to stand in the right position of God, obeying his commands, every one of them, not just like what suits you. And um, what you feel comfortable with. Because like I said, if you feel uncomfortable with one, that's the one you've got to really work on. Because that's that's the blockage. Some of you got like block, like a plumber coming and unblock a pipe. The water of will, life will not flow through it until you take that blockage out. When you take that blockage out, the flowing happens. The blessings flow. And the blessings will flow in your life when you do this. But the choice is yours. Let's just close our eyes this morning. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word of truth. And God, we pray today that your word was, has spoken to us all. That God, we need to listen to your voice. We need to observe what you're doing. We need to observe your commandments. And I pray this day, God, as we align ourselves with, us, with you, God, that you will align the blessings to us. Because it's, it's just a natural flow on effect Because your word says, if we do this, this will happen. But we need to do that for it to happen. Father, I pray this morning that those blessings will continue to flow flow through this church, through the people's hands to others. That God will be a a lighthouse to others around this community. That we'll be able to search out those that are lost and show them the life in Jesus. Show them the hope that there is And this morning, of course, even if you're here today and uh, you've not given your life to Jesus, you don't understand that hope and that joy, those blessings that come from knowing Him and being in Him, I want to give you an opportunity right now to receive Him. It's just one prayer away. If you confess your sins and believe in your heart that God rose Jesus from the dead, it says you shall be saved in Romans 10.9. And so this morning, I just want to ask why every head is bowed, eye closed, have you given your life to Jesus? Have you entered this, or started that blessed life? Because that's what it brings. Have you made Jesus your Lord and Savior? If you haven't in this place, I want to pray for you. And if that's you, when I was looking around, just if you put your hand up in the edge just so I could see this, so I know I'm praying for someone. If uh, And perhaps you're not even sure. Perhaps you once did that and uh, it doesn't matter. But it's, what does matter is you get it right with God. You get things right with God that you can live that abundant life that He's called us to. Abundant living. If you'd like to receive Jesus this morning, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, the other thing we're going to do is like, sometimes in the blessings, sometimes we we we're not operating in faith. You could be walking totally right with God. Sometimes God wants to test you to see where your faith level is at. Are you willing to wait? Because we don't like to wait. And sometimes we don't even like to call in those favors of God because we sometimes don't think we deserve it. Well, I'm telling you, Jesus did everything for you on the cross. So it's not about what you deserve, it's about what God has promised. To those that believe. And so this morning, if you're struggling in any area and you're going, I just need a breakthrough. God, I know my life's right with you. I confess daily. I, I get everything right, but I just need that. But I just don't feel I'm good enough. Well, I want to tell you, you are good enough because of what Jesus has done. I want to tell you this morning that you can call in the favor of God and declare his word. God, for your word says, Bless are those who call upon the name of the Lord. Blessed are those people. So this morning, if you need something, I, you know, I want to pray. I'm going to leave this altar open for people just to come forward. You need a breakthrough. Well, I just want to pray, God, you'll hear from God. You'll hear his voice. You act on his voice, and you'll see the blessings of God. That could be in any area. It could be work. It could be relationships. It could be in all sorts of areas. The Bible only tells us as much as it depends upon you to do all you can to keep the peace. So it means there's things that we have to do, but there's things only God can do. So if you've done all that you can do, and you need God to do a miracle or breakthrough, then just come forward and uh, as this last song comes up, and we're just going to lay hands on you and pray for God to bless you and that breakthrough to come. So let's all stand.